1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to In the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. First of all, as always, I want to thank you all for listening and for downloading the show or streaming it, however you're listening to it. And uh, please make sure and uh, sign up for whatever service you're uh, listening to. Just sign up for our feed, and you'll get all our shows right in your podcast catcher. You'll get a reminder whenever we drop a new one. And uh, if you haven't already, please consider signing up for the uh, Fight Game Media Patreon. It's back backslash fight game media, just five bucks a month. Uh, you get almost a, a podcast a day, boxing, pro wrestling, MMA, pop culture. And uh, as well uh, on the free feed, if you can leave us a nice uh, five-star review, really helps raise a profile of the site. And we're actually getting, you know, we're getting to the point now where, you know, the downloads are getting to the level we're getting cl- like close to what we, our goal was. So want to thank you all for that as well. And uh, hopefully we get there and just blow right past it. So um, but yeah, Brian, this is uh, my last show. Well, I, I think I'm only missing one with you. I'm missing two of my other podcasts that I do. Um, and uh, But uh, yeah, so looking forward to uh, previewing the UFC that we got coming up this week. We got a lot of news, uh, some uh, minor league MMA or regional MMA, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but uh, Ryan, uh, how was how your uh, almost month off from UFC? How'd you enjoy it? I kind of wish we had a little bit more, more
2: time. Again. I mean, especially considering the year, the the way the MMA news cycle has started the year off, it hasn't been very pleasant. And it's just like, oh man, I don't, I'm not ready to deal with this right now. But yeah, we'll be back in action, and I'm sure it'll be fine. So
1: I, I, I gotta say, I'm like, I'm think I'm gonna watch this show. I, I may not, you know, depending on how busy we are and how much time I have. Um, you know, cause I don't have to review it. Um, uh, but I'm, I, I'm dreading turning on the show and seeing a commercial for the power slap league. And I, I mean, I don't know if I will, and, uh, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but th- I mean, that's one thing. And then, you know, and then we got some other, you know, terrible news we're going to talk about in, in the news. And yeah, it's just been, you know, not a great start to the year. And I mean, on the bright side, the fights are usually good. So um you know we'll we'll have that to look forward to um but yeah some actually there's one bit of news here that i don't even see so i'll i'll maybe spring it on you when we get to it but um anyways um but uh yeah let's let's start off by looking at the show because there actually was a change uh since we last spoke um you know the main event was supposed to be um actually the top two fights we're both kind of, you know, we, we had that discussion about which one should be the main event. You know, should it be um, Rachmanov and Neil or should it be uh, Imovov and Gastelum? Well, turns out we're not getting either one of those fights. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, what happened with this main event? Uh, Gastelum, I guess, just. Pulled out. Okay, so today was a
2: today. Kelvin Gastelum was doing his final uh, his final preparations as camp. His last day, last day of training camp. Usually, guys, guys and gals, they spend Monday doing doing their final prep. And uh, he was doing doing a training session, and he there was an accidental knee that hit his jaw and knocked out a tooth and messed up his chin. Wow. And all that, so uh, he pulled out of the fight because you're gonna have to have having to have emergency dental work on the Monday of a fight week. You're not gonna be able to, you're not gonna be able to fight. So he pulled out, and uh, in steps in Sean Strickland. Which this is a great start of the year when you ever we have to endure another Sean Strickland main event inside the Apex because those aren't very entertaining to say the least you know second straight main event maybe yeah. he's gonna he's gonna fight uh imov and they're gonna fight at 205 pounds just because okay strickland's not gonna be able to make 185 on on such short notice so so yeah we have that and you know like i saw all our, our buddy kaposa say say what did the mma world do or he said something along the lines i guess I guess with everything that's happened in MMA over the last couple of weeks, we we deserve two straight Sean Strickland main events inside the Apex. So, you know, like I said, people love Sean Strickland, but he's not a very entertaining fighter, and this has gone from a fight that I was really looking forward to because Gastelum is usually pretty in pretty entertaining fights and this fight. I, I mean, it just doesn't do anything for me right now, maybe because Sean Strickland doesn't do much for me just because, like I say, he's, he's a good fighter, just not – He's just not in an exciting fights except when he's on like the the end of an Alex Pereira beating or, you know, stuff
1: yeah, like and that. So. Nasr Deem, uh, Imavov does not seem like the kind of guy that's going to get a good fight out of him. Um,
2: uh, yeah, yeah Imavov's kind of I'm picture is, how
1: this fight's going to go. Yeah, Imavov's good. I think Imavov's just going to.
2: Yeah, you know, Strickland's probably coming in with no training abs- at all. You know, I, I would—I'd be surprised if he's barely been in the gym since since a month since a month ago. I'm surprised. I'm
1: sure it's happened, but I can't sure remember the last time that we yeah. saw someone main event two straight shows. Like, I, I yeah, I, I can't, it has I to have I happened. I don't, like, I, don't, I don't know that. Yeah.
2: I don't know that, that, I don't know that's happened two straight show, two straight shows. I mean, like two straight. Well, the last time it would have be back
1: in the era when they were doing, you know, like five or six shows a year would be maybe the last time, Yeah, you know, and even then it would yeah, have been, you know, like, like two, this,
2: two straight, yeah, two, two straight events. You know, that's, that's, uh, yeah, I can't remember. We'll have to, Anybody uh, we'll have, to, we'll have to
1: ask Mike Bond. He'll know. <laughs> or if he doesn't know, he'll fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've uh, had fighters right. fight on two straight, two straight events, you know, just, yeah, we've of had a few event, of those. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I, then, I and then we had those, then we had those two straight pay-per-views headlined by Figueredo back in, back during the pandemic. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, but that, long. that
1: was two pay-per-views and even events, that was but, something that we hadn't yeah. seen. Yeah. Um, Tito yeah. did it one time, didn't he? He was on two straight pay-per-views, but not, um, or is it Bader? It was one but of those two, I think. I think it was Tito. Uh, it was Tito. It was yeah, Tito. yeah. When he fought Bader, he 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 got the win. Yeah, he was on two straight pay per views, but not, but yeah, but yeah. not have, not not a main event in both. So not main event in both, and not two straight shows. So well, in the main uh, event yeah, only then, one of them. Only main event only one of them, but yeah, two straight pay per views. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's that's uh, unique. We'll have to we'll do some research before Saturday and find out. But yeah, so you know, and we got that. We got Strickland and Imanov, and then the rest of the card is. I mean it's not a good card. Um, you know, there's some decent fighters on there, some interesting ones, but um we're down to twelve fights. Main card's um, solid. May, main
2: main card's solid. Main card is solid, but we have a lot of debuting fighters and a lot of unknowns on the on the prelims. Yeah,
1: I I'm showing five on the main card right now. Is that the final or are they gonna move one that, of these? That's prelims? correct. That's correct. No, that's okay. correct. Okay. So, um, yeah, so we've got, yeah. So strong Strickland. So, I mean, on the right for Strickland, I guess, you know, it's a chance for him to kind of rebound from that loss to Cannoneer. And I mean, and that was, is that if I'm remembering right, like that was, it wasn't, that was one, like some people thought he won, right? Like he thought he won all five rounds, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, mean, I said, like I said, that was the, probably the closest fight of the year last year. Yeah. And it was one of those where, I mean, you were even talking about how you could easily have seen it 50, 45 for him, for him and 45, either way. either way. Yeah. So, so yeah, super yeah. close
1: fight. And, I, oh, was like that the said, one where it was 49 46 on all three cards but like two were different and like uh, you know two had one fighter and the other one had the other i think that was the final if that's uh, if that's the one it was for yeah 49 42 49 46 is for Cannonier, one forty nine, forty six 46 for yeah for strickland yeah which normally sounds ridiculous but in this case it actually fit yeah um yeah So, yeah, so we got that, and then, you know, and like I said, not much else. I mean, give us uh, your your three fights to watch. Okay, Uh, number one on the list is a bantamweight fight. Umar Nurmagomedov
2: against Rony Barcelos. Cousin Umar, uh, just undefeated. uh, Undefeated, cousin of Habib. 15-0, seven submissions, you know, just dominating everybody. Looks like a future champion. Uh, Barcelos, super, super tough, super tough big test for, for Nermaga. But you know, Barcelos had that little rough patch where he lost two straight, but he bounced back with a good win, good win in October. And you know, he's 17 and three like that's a really good record. You know, black belt, black belt in jujitsu. Uh, gonna be a tough test for cousin Umar, but. But cousin Umar, he passes this one. He's ready for top five guys. Uh, number two on my list, I'm gonna go with a middleweight bout. It's a it's got a debuting fighter, but uh, Claudio Rivero gets uh, Abdul Razak Alisson. Alisson, when he's at the top of his game, he's arguably one of the most violent fighters in the UFC. He's got 11 wins, all by knockout, and all by and all uh, all of them inside the first round. And uh, when he loses, it's usually by decision. He's got five losses, four by decision. And, uh, yeah, but and uh, he's lost four of his last five, but desperately needs to win. And Ribeiro is, is making his debut. Uh, I believe he's undefeated. I don't have his record for any 12-0 and uh, contender series guy. So, yeah, that, uh, that should be a barn burner. And uh, for my third, you know what? I'm going to go with co-main event. Dan Ige against Damon Jackson. Ige's trying to – trying to uh, end a three-fight losing skid. Jackson's won four straight. He's coming off that memorable win he had uh, that happened the the weekend after his brother tragically passed away. And, uh, yeah, that's just uh, Ige. Uh, he wants to get back in the title picture. If he wants to stay ranked, he's got to win this one. Jackson wins this. We could see him in the rankings, and that would be a, a big comeback for him because he was a guy who, who was cut from the UFC not long ago. But he's come back. He's come back and won. 5 out of 6 with the only loss to Ilya Tapuria. So that's you know that's not that's not a bad loss when you look at Tapuria. So uh yeah, that's a that's a solid fire right there.
1: All right, and I uh I didn't uh, get a chance to do my ROI yet and I honestly don't know if I will this week because of the fact that I'm going to be in Florida and I don't even think I'll be able to bet with my regular uh thing and I don't want to like set an account while I'm down there. So um but I do have uh three I think that are three good value bets here. First one is uh Jimmy Flick against Charles Johnson, he is, um, he's actually a big underdog, plus 350. And, you know, and I, and he's fighting Charles Johnson, who coming off a split decision and a loss before that. Um, And uh, Jimmy Flick's coming in on a four fight win streak, including that like really nice uh, win over Cody Jordan in his last fight. So I really like that one. Uh, Javid Basharat, he's a minus 350 favorite, which is not great, but I think he's almost a guarantee. And um and, and he's facing a debuting fighter, Mateos Mendonka, who we don't really know a lot about, but I just Javid is really, really good. We know that. And my third one, uh, Ketlyn Vieira against Rocky Pennington. Um she I'm surprised this is like a pick'em because Rocky, I mean, she's won four in a row, but she, you know, she hasn't been terribly active in, you know, you know, I guess, you know, the last four years, three four years, you know, she's fought a few times. But I, Ketlin Vieira is like one of the few people at bantamweight that you could foresee. You know, I I could foresee getting to a title position, and I kind of like that at even money odds. So I'm going to go with uh, with her. Um, and uh, yeah, I wanted to see what the odds were on Kashera and uh, Eubanks, but I guess there's they don't have odds on that fight yet for some reason. I don't know why. But
2: um, uh, uh, I I have. I have some odds for that fight. Let
1: me look it up real quick. Because I think I think Kushera should be the favorite, but I would pu- I would put her at like one minus one eighty. Yeah. yeah. The uh, okay. On Topology,
2: there's nothing listed. There's 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 more, there's more there's more of them that have come out. Uh,
1: DraftKings has Eubanks minus two hundred five and Kishara plus one seventy five. Oh, I'm jumping all over that. If okay so yeah, yeah. take take a share as an underdog there all right because uh she's she's been impressive uh lately, and uh i i'm just never i'm not a huge fan of Sajar and i know you're not either, but um she's won four of her last five and uh three of them by finish i i think this is uh this is a a good one what are they fighting at Flyweight? yeah one twenty five uh, is what. okay it, yeah okay it's it says, yeah okay it. yeah. Yeah, because I'm wondering because I know the last fight, Kashera uh, was over that. So um, yeah, she
2: was. She fought at 135 last time because I think it was a short notice thing. So. Yeah, and
1: and Cashier and Eubanks missed weight. So yeah. um, history right. there. So. <laughs> yeah no, I know I know alright well speaking of that uh, let's uh, s- start with the preview and uh, that's the first fight I think yeah yeah everything this week is on ESPN plus uh,
2: gonna be tough going against playoff football and you know not a not a strong card going against playoff afternoon football. show 4 o'clock yeah, afternoon show yeah Easter. starts at 4 o'clock main card at uh, our prelims at 4 Eastern main card at 7 Eastern uh, kicks off with the women's flyweight fight that I'm sure I'm looking forward to Priscilla Cachoeira against Sajari Eubanks uh uh, then we have the flyweight fight, uh, Charles Johnson against Jimmy flick. You brought up Jimmy flick in your ROI. He, he's coming off of a retirement, a very, you know, a year long retirement. I mean, he, uh, no, it's like two, two years, maybe. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. All I remember is he said he retired citing fire Almost pay, years, but apparently yeah. the fire pay is good enough to come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two years. Yeah. It was December, 2020. Yeah. Uh, or 2021, whatever. Um, yeah, but he I guess the fighter pay is actually good compared to what he was doing outside of it because he's back. Uh, then we have a featherweight fight, debuting Isaac Dolgarian against Dan Ar- Argueta. Uh, Dolgarian's 5-0 and o, or 6-0, something like that. Uh, very, very solid future, so he, he's a bright prospect to keep an eye on. We have a flyweight fight, Alan Nascimento against Carlos Hernandez. Bantamweight fight, Javid Bacharat against Mateus M- Mendonca. Uh, then we have a lightweight fight against two between two debuting guys, Matus Rebecca, against Nick Fiore. Fiore's a training partner of Calvin Cater, Rob Font, you know, the the uh the whole Boston, that whole Boston crew. Uh he's tooken, taking this fight on short notice. Uh then capping off the prelims is the middleweight fight. I talked about Claudio Ribeiro against Abdul Razek all Hassan. And our five-fight main card kicks off the bantamweight weight fight, Umar and against Rayone Barcelos. Then women's bandwagon fight, uh, possibly a title eliminator, especially for Ketlin Viejo uh, against Raquel Pennington. We have a solid middleweight fight, Punahale soriano against Roman kopilov Then our two top fights, Stan Ige against Damon Jackson and the featherweight fight, and Sean Strickland against Nassar dini at 205 pounds.
1: There you go. And if you had to pick a sleeper fight for uh, fight of the night, the, one of the three you mentioned?
2: Yeah, I would probably say Ige and Jackson has the
1: very yeah the potential to be very good. I, I would say there's a outside chance. I mean, it doesn't happen very often on the early prelims, but I really like that Jimmy Flick Charles Johnson fight. To, yeah, to be, yeah, that could be good to too. Yeah. too. Yeah, so. Um uh, yeah, so like you said, ESPN plus uh going up against the playoffs gonna be tough. Uh probably get a lot of promotion for the pay per view, uh, which um we're gonna talk about. Yeah. Um, definitely yeah. interesting
2: stuff going on there.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's and honestly, uh oh yeah, no, that's not not quite yet. So yeah, so that's UFC um coming up this weekend. And there's also some uh some other um MMA going on. We've got um one on prime video on uh Friday at eight PM Eastern. Um just pulling up the card here. Marcus Galveo or just, oh no, it's not Marcus Galveo, it's Gilbert Galveo in the main event. Um and uh he is facing on loan Singh. Who is uh who is a um a, a one regular. Um it's actually not even the main event of the show, but it's the main event of the US show. Um there's there's a bunch of kickboxing and uh uh fights and grappling matches and stuff in there. Uh we've also got Johnny Nunez. Uh I think he's a former UFC fighter, right? Uh he was only on Ultimate Fighter, but he's best known oh. as Mr. Mr. Misha Tate. Right, 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 right. Okay, and he's fighting Gary Tonen who is uh, that guy's got a lot of uh, a lot of jiu-jitsu. notoriety, a lot of yeah. jujitsu experience. Yeah, uh, not great in MMA. I mean, he started off good, and then he lost his last fight. So yeah. um, six and one, six to one's not too shabby no no, but he he got brutalized in his last fight oh yeah he
2: did yeah. Uh, yeah
1: yeah and then uh and then we got another Jaewoon King who's a veteran of the uh southeast regional scene i've seen I've seen him fight before he's been in one for a few years now uh going up against uh Shoko Sato from uh I believe he's from pancras so uh yeah it's uh that'll be on on one on prime video those shows are always fun um and and you know if you like other Disciplines as well. I would maybe they'll show some of those uh kickboxing and grappling matches as well. Um and then uh oh shoot, I had I had this all set. Yeah, I I, I have the list here too. If you Yeah, I had it. Um we have the LFA show as well, 150, LFA 150 on uh Friday on UFC Fight Pass. And uh nobody of note there. Um I can see. Uh I don't know if there's anybody you wanted to call attention to on on this card. I haven't even looked at it. Uh, I'm I'm looking at it right now. There's like a couple undefeated fighters on the on the main card: Wes Schultz, Quang Lee. Yeah. yeah. Um. Not much yeah, else they, there. This is one of those. De- yeah. This is one of definitely those
2: good shows if you want to kind of scout out some early possible possible uh, fighters for your contender series this year. That's a good. Yeah. A good one to watch. And Especially then this the one.
1: Event. And then this one is one that has been. Uh, they've been promoting this on the shows. The uh, Uri Favors A One Combat. That's gonna be on UFC Fight Pass at ten o'clock on uh, Friday, um, and uh, looks like some more experienced fighters on this show, um, but nobody that you've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, we got three see. title fights. Yeah, are these? Is this yeah. actually MMA? It is, right? It's yeah, not it's like MMA. Yeah, rules or yeah, anything. These are, okay.
2: No, these are all pro fights. So yeah,
1: yeah. Uh the one guy I recognize is Andrew Coyne. I'm just trying to see where I would have seen him before. Oh yeah, Combate. I knew I knew that name. Yeah, he's he's fought on combatte before. Uh that that would be the probably the most well-known guy. He's in the main event against Justin Cornell for their featherweight titles. So um yeah. But uh yeah, Uriah Faber. I mean he's the face of the uh of the company. So uh and I think that was it for um Yeah, there's not Miderson. much else. I mean there's a there's a Fury Challenger series on Sunday Go to your happy price, Priceline. So uh, that is the regional stuff. And now I, I like your question of the week. Um, so, I mean, since it's your question, why don't you ask it? Okay. Yeah, let me actually pull pull up our email. Uh- since so this is the only time
2: I've written it down. Uh, <laughs>
1: oh, okay. okay.
2: okay. So uh, anyway, this week's question is, okay, pick any division in the UFC, UFC, who's a fighter currently ranked between 13th and 15th in that division? That'll be top five by the end of 2023.
1: Okay. I mean, to me, there's one really obvious answer. Okay. Um, And, uh, but I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything. I'm scanning all of them, but I saw it in like the first division I looked at. Um, I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about. Yeah. um, But you know what? There's, there's a dark horse here too. Um so, I mean, I think it's Mohamed Makaev yeah. um, at number 14 of flyweight. I mean, to me, he's the obvious one. Um, but the one that I thought is a dark horse is, um, is Alexander Romanov okay. in, uh, at number 13 at heavyweight. Um, just because I'm looking at some of the names above him, and if he manages to get fights with them, I, I could actually see him beating them. So. But uh, I think Muhammad Makaev is you know two, two more wins, and he's right up there, especially if they're impressive. Yeah, yeah,
2: I would say the I would agree, Makayev. You know, he's number fourteen at flyweight. It's I it is dependent on him getting fighters fights against guys you know higher ranked. So that's a big thing. I want to say a dark horse here though uh, could be a by Adrian Yanis. He's currently thirteenth, but he's fighting Rob Font in April, who's ranked number six. And we know how these rankings work. If Yanis beats Font, I mean, he's going to shoot up to six, seven, and you could probably see him fighting a top five guy by by the end of the year. He wins that, and he's right there in the top five. That's a that's another dark horse right there.
1: So you know what I'd like to yeah you know, I'd like to see is Drew Dober, but I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. But um, if he has another yeah. year like he had this year, he will be. Yeah. But I don't think he will. Yeah. yeah, I think I also think another dark horse possibly
2: is at welterweight Michelle Paheya, depending on how many oh. if he can get three to four fights in this year. This year, because he's. So he's fighting. He's fighting Sean Brady. I mean, in March, and Brady's number eight. And like I said, like I said like that. If, a, if the guy who's fourteenth beats eight, odds are he's moving up to to eight. And then you know he fights somebody like you know a Thompson or a Burns or a Muhammad yeah. in that range, somewhere in that range, easily be top
1: five by the end of the year, possibly. So, who's so, yeah. Jimmy Cruz who's fighting? There's now? a few. There's a few dark horses. Who's Jimmy Cruz? Fighting uh, Is he on the Ad Australia show? Uh, he's fine. He's on the Australia show. I think he's fighting Roundtree. Well, yeah. you know what? That's I, I mean, that's another guy that could move up. Um, if he gets an impressive I mean, win over I mean, Roundtree, but I mean he could lose to Roundtree too. Um yeah, but yeah, let me look real quick. I would I would say if he wins that fight, if that's who he's fighting, no, he's next he's fighting Alonzo Alonzo Minifield. Okay. So not ranked. So he's got to win that. Right. And then, yeah. you know, he probably gets somebody like uh, Ozdemir or Paul Craig next. And, you know, and then, yeah, you know, you never yeah. know. You never know. Uh, he's got the power. So. Never, uh, know. Yeah. never know. Yeah. And then with the women, like, yeah. you never know, right? Like, I mean, you know, two or three wins in a row and you, you know, you're shooting up that flyweight ranks. So, um, you know, it could be. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Tracy Cortez. I mean, Cortez. Yeah. Depending on her situation going on, you know, Amanda Hebas, you know, she's good. Yeah. What's going on with Tracy Cortez? How come she hasn't fought since May? uh, Well, she was supposed to fight Hebas there at the Orlando card, and it got canceled right after weigh ins, and she never really. She never okay. really gave a reason. There was just something, you know, she talked about her mental health and all that. And I don't oh, really know. Okay. Nobody kind of, there's no like clear reason. You know, maybe she was taking some medication that got, that got her flagged for it. I don't know. You know, who knows, okay. who knows the whole okay. story. You know, she, as far as we know, she's not pregnant. So, so, so there's not a little baby
1: Ortega running around in her yet. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh All right. So yeah, that was fun. I kind of like that. It'll be interesting to go back and uh look and see at the end of the year and uh I mean, one of us should write this down, but neither one of us will. Oh, um <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure I can remember. It It was pretty easy. <laughs> okay. I, I think Mohammed uh I, um uh, is a pretty good pretty good guess. Yeah. All right. So we actually have two we have to talk about questions this week because like like Ryan you brought up at the beginning of the show. This has been a news heavy uh week or you know a couple of weeks and uh i think this happened just after we recorded maybe it was wednesday that it came out uh, i want to yeah. say it might have even been tuesday um, know, wednesday, wednesday thursday possibly okay but uh and and i know some people think this is just incredibly you know industry changing news and i just think it's jake paul desperately trying to stay relevant but um jake paul has signed with the pfl and uh, he is announced that he is going to be um, fighting in their Super Fight division, which will have two pay-per-views a year. And the fighters uh, that fight on in this division or on these cards will be guaranteed at least 50% of the revenue, which – I mean, that could potentially be like literally hundreds of dollars for, for all of them, um, maybe even thousands. Um, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know how people – are snowed by this and how people somehow think and people have convinced themselves that Nate Diaz is going to sign with PFL and he's going to fight Jake Paul and it's going to do, you know, 500,000 buys and these guys are going to be multimillionaires. And I just, I, it's ridiculous in my opinion. I don't know what you think.
2: I mean, the only way Nate Diaz uh, fights Jake Paul is to get a guaranteed minimum, probably 7 million up front. Yeah. At the very least, because Jake can easily go back to UFC fight Connor and get fifteen to twenty million out of them. So I mean, it's just it's and and then Jake Paul doesn't want to fight him MMA first. He wants to fight him fight him boxing first, which I see as a as a ploy to as a ploy to to be like if Jake Paul beats him in boxing, where he Mm -hmm. goes like Nah, I don't want to do the MMA fight. I think it's just it's a it's a stunt for him. And like I said, I don't see any. There will be a commission that will sanction that fight in MMA. There shouldn't be a commission that sanctions that fight in MMA. It's it's a little bit different than boxing. And boxing is yeah, everybody wants to point out when it comes to boxing the the Mayweather McGregor fight, but we all know why that why that yeah. fight ended up happening because because look at the gate for that. Card and how much Nevada was going to make off
1: of it? There's no, there's no way they they give up that payday. And and really, like there was no like that. Even though it was sanctioned, like it yeah. was, it was a meaningless fight. It might as well yeah. have been. Uh, uh, I mean, I think I think Mayweather was actually defending a title or something in it, but it yeah. was nobody took the fight seriously. Nobody in boxing nobody took did. the fight seriously. No. Best case scenario. Let's just say imaginary. You know, put on our fantasy caps. And and Nate Diaz somehow believes whatever Jake Paul tells him and and uh they agree to this fight. Um how, what's the most number of buys you could see that show doing? It's not UFC and people don't right.
2: take people I, there's a there's a certain fan base that just doesn't want to accept the fact that people don't care about MMA. They care about the UFC. They see those. They see the letters MMA.
1: They're like, yeah, yeah. But they see the letters UFC. It's like, oh, fighting cage fighting. Right, That's and that. and I think I think this would do better as a boxing fight. Yeah. yeah, you know, like I think they're drawing from a a better a bigger um potential buyer pool <laughs> if it's a boxing match than if it's an MMA fight because I think exactly. there's boxing fans that will not buy an MMA fight, but For sure. UFC fighters or fans will definitely buy a big boxing fight. Yeah, if if they think it's big. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, it's, you know, UFC fight.
2: five, you know, as far as the MMA fight under the PFL, it won't get very much promotion on ESPN because no. UFC kind of has that cornered. Uh, it'll probably be at a, on a Friday night. Yep. <laughs> probably be on a Friday night. it uh, and it'll probably be at a bad time against a whole bunch of competition just because yeah. that's how PFL does it. And, uh, yeah, I can't see it doing a hundred thousand.
1: Right. To be honest. I, I mean for me I would say I would say I'd max it out at maybe seventy-five because I think Anderson Silva and Jake Paul did around eighty. And I think Paul's fights have been going down, down, down every single time. Yeah, they have. But okay, let's just imaginary pie in the fight. Let's say we're both way wrong. And we're just completely underestimating. So not only is Nate Diaz going to get snowed and he's going to sign with PFL, but there he's going to sign with Jake Paul. ESPN's going to say, wow, this is a great fight. We're going to promote this. We're going to put it on Sports Center. We're going to have you guys on all the talk shows and you're going to do all this. And the show does 500,000 buys. Okay? Now we're in complete fantasy land, right? The show does yeah. 500,000 buys at $50 a pop. That's $25 million. And... And the fighters are guaranteed half of that. So that's $12.5 million, uh for the fighters. You already said Nate Diaz want 7 million well that only leaves five and a half million for jake paul and everyone else on the card like this there's yeah, not here's the a thing. chance like, here's, the thing.
2: here's the thing here's the thing and too when it go 50 50 50 50 when you go that are you going are is every fighter getting the same amount of money of course or is not. it, it going to be it's going to be like on a like even on these shit pay-per-views it'll do yeah do twelve thousand 000 buys buys or is it going to be the the, Ask uh, Filthy the Tom
1: what he made for fighting on the undercard of Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz. If he got a thousand dollars, I'd be surprised. Oh, I was about to say, do you know what he did, made? I it wasn't a lot, and it it, I mean, lot. I'm sure there was an amount he was told, but that was probably based on certain buys. And uh, I know, I know that certain. I didn't. I've never asked him, but I know there's fighters that made five hundred dollars or less for yeah. fighting on that pay per view. And yeah. and I mean, Chuck and Tito themselves, I think they. They didn't even do like maybe two hundred thousand something like that um, that they got, and they were expecting like three million each. Yeah. So,
2: I and I really think people were overestimating Jake Paul now. It's like, yes, I don't think I think every I don't think anybody cares about him anymore. I think like Logan novel- Paul would do better, honestly. I don't know that Logan Paul would do better now. I mean, I think the novel. Well, just off Paul the WWE stuff. Maybe, maybe, yeah. but I mean. I think Jake Paul his only interest would be fighting
1: that KSI guy again cuz yeah I mean, yeah yeah cuz he's got a he's drawing from a different fan base from around the world right yeah. like so, yeah so that you know and even that like when what was that was on the um that was a different kind or was that thriller like i remember it was not traditional pay per view they like, it was some it kind was of trailers, internet pay per view yeah, yeah trailers, and they yeah. they actually did really well like they i think they sold like something like a million uh buys but it was it was a very low price point but they still did really, really well. Like I want to say, I want to say like, like 10 bucks a pop and they sold yeah. like a million or something like it was just ridiculous yeah and plus even if they do paul and,
2: and nate i don't know how much of a gate that'll do either either
1: because- yeah i mean there's we you know i think I, I read a report that said the um the paul silva fight was the second or third biggest gate in the history of the building but that was coming from like Lo- logan paul's promoters like yeah. i don't know that but, you can trust the, the, those numbers what they said what they said it did it
2: didn't beat, It didn't beat the UFC record in the building, but it beat the second highest UFC in the building, which the UFC record in the building in that building there in Phoenix was 4.2 million, and second was like 1.08 million. So right. we're talking about a range from 1.08 million to 4.2 million. I, I bet it did 1. 1.1 1. 1 million.
1: And Even 1.1 1. 1 million seems like a lot for that yeah. but that's i mean so that's 1.1 million but that's not all revenue for pfl because they got to no. rent the building you got to rent the building and then and then the pfl i mean i mean i was
2: looking at their history they've never released a an attendance or a gate for any one of their
1: events going back no to were, you've you've the World heard some numbers i think yeah. i mean the i think the um i think the last pay-per-view i want to say i i Feel like and maybe i don't think i'm making this up but i feel like i read somewhere it was like something like 23 to 2500 fans yeah uh, maybe, that they got yeah. In, yeah, on yeah. on that show in in uh, you know what was it, it was the hulu theater right yeah. that they ran in yeah yeah, yeah. so um and, and you ticket i don't know how many of that's paid either so Exactly. Exactly. But even if they were all paid, um, I think ticket prices were, you know, under a hundred bucks. So you're probably looking at about a, maybe like $150,000 gate, um, at best, you know, if everyone was paid and we probably know they weren't. So, um, yeah, it's, um, it's a dicey model and I just, I just can't see it working, but I do think they're going to try it. I think we're going to see some sort of wacky PFL pay-per-view, um, the one thing that makes me wonder about this is they must have done some buys for that PFL thing because why would they do it again if they didn't? Well, I th-
2: I well, I think they've committed to doing it, and I think they're oh, okay. they're swinging for the fences.
1: And so they maybe baseball. they think that Logan, that Jake Logan, I keep mixing the names up. Jake Paul's name is gonna mean more than Kayla Harrison. Essentially. Yeah, I, th- I
2: think so. But at okay. the same time, at the same and going back to doing Jake Paul and Nate Diaz, you almost have to do that fight first because yeah. I feel it because, uh, you know, I like the boxing fight. You mean? No, no. the MMA fight. Okay. Okay. Like that fight has to be Jake Paul's first fight. Otherwise, you put him in there against somebody else and he loses. Novelty's already gone. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, you could do a uh, Kayla Harrison, Larissa Pacheco uh, rematch. If you can get Cyborg, you could, you could put her on there. Um, the other thing that they could be looking at is maybe they're saying, you know what, our worst pay-per-views in UFC are doing a hundred thousand buys. And Jake Paul's a bigger name than, you know, Divison Figueredo. So of course it's going to do over a hundred thousand buys. Like maybe they're, you know, that, you know, like that naive to believe that. Um, but- Probably so. Yeah, Yeah, that could be, but, um, okay. And our, we have to talk about number two is, uh, I mean, we, we brought this up on our last show, but obviously it was kind of just breaking when we recorded last time. Um, uh, but, uh, Dana, White. Um, so we were wondering what was going to happen. And as of right now, it appears that the only thing that's happened as a result of Dana White and his wife getting into physical confrontation and Dana slapping her on camera is that the debut of the Power Slap League on TBS has been pushed back a week. Other than that, nothing. And no reaction. I mean, we've seen, we almost seen some defenses of it. Um, we saw Stephen A. Smith kind of be a complete idiot like he usually is. We saw Kevin Aioli write a puff piece on Yahoo about Dana White, putting him over for his charity. We saw Sean Strickland uh, say that he should have hit her harder. Or no, not sorry, not Sean Strickland, Sean O'Malley say that he should have hit her harder. I think is what he said was what I read. Yeah, Um, yeah, I'll I'll clarify. He says he was joking, but, I mean, that's not a very funny joke. Like, (laughs) even if you're you're joking, like, why do you joke about something like that? Exactly. Why do you joke about hitting a woman? I know. Come
2: on. Like, Like, I like Sean O'Malley, but that was just absolutely idiotic, him to even just make that joke. I know. It was ridiculous. So, I
1: mean, there's got
2: to be more, right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there needs to be more. And my whole thing is that I wanted to bring up is just how, how sickened I have been this last week about the reaction to this. It's just absolute from, from. I mean, I expected it with, with uh, MMA Twitter. They'll just pin data, and anything, and and the absolute stupidity, stupidity of the stuff, of the stuff. And but when fighters like Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill's one, one that publicly came out and defended Dana, Dana. And there's been a few others who said, who said, well, she slapped him. She slapped him, him, you know, she deserved it back. I mean, did y'all actually watch the video when he was like, yeah. it started when they were arguing and she was trying to get away from, and he was physically grabbing her to restrain, restrain her, yeah. restrain her and, restrain her and she keep, her leave, get to keep her from leave, to keep her from leaving mid argument. And that's when she slapped him was to try to get away, you know, get, was to try to get away. Yeah, she slapped him first. She slapped him first after he was already being physical with her. Then he slapped the shit out of her in response and then slapped the shit out of her again. And and you know what it looked like to me also is
1: and the other people is that he pushed her afterwards. Like, come on. Like that's you know what just, the other thing there's is?
2: There's no fucking defense for this
1: at all. No, and if you read body language and, and it's hard not to in a situation like this, the response from Dana. And and honestly, I'll be I'll be one hundred percent honest. The response from Anne as well—that's her name, right? Anne. Yeah, Anne. Yeah. Yeah. It was instinctive. So when he grabs her, she instinctively hit him. When she hit him, he instinctively responded by hitting her. There was no thought; it was instinctive, which tells me it's not the first time it's happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't you know, want to specul- and,
1: I don't
2: I don't want to speculate on that. Well, I you don't hear-
1: want to speculate, you, but I it, you can you, base it on what story, you saw. You hear a
2: story you see you hear you hear stories from people in the in the know in the past and then you kinda like. I'm not you even look talking the about language. hearing you the look way... at the, like, no like, like I'm yeah. so, like I'm 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 finishing Because like I'm saying you you see from body language that suggests like yeah this is there's definitely a pattern here pattern here then yeah. you know, that this has happened before happened before. Yeah. I agree with you fully. Yeah, fully And learned.
1: so the one thing to me that I just I'm baffled that at the very least, if this thing sees the light of day and, you know, uh, uh, January 18th after AW Dynamite, we're going to see people with their hands behind their, you know, head back getting slapped in the face and try to knock them, knock them out. If if we're going to see something like that, you cannot call it the Dana White Power Slap League. Like no. how – you know what I mean? Like I don't even think you can call it Power Slap. Like I either you change a name or you just get rid of it. And honestly, it was a bad idea to begin with. I don't understand. Like there's so many reasons to just say, you know what, this was – let's just pretend this didn't happen and yeah, uh, move mean, on with I, our lives. But, I wonder
2: if there's something in the contract that sa- says like they'd have to pay – Dana and them a bunch of money if they can So Dana
1: gets paid for slapping his wife. That's even better. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm just, I'm just, it's just, it's just, (laughs) I know. You're probably right. Because, because I mean, I heard everything, I heard everything everybody else did. Everybody else did that they were that, that Warner Brothers Discovery was looking to try to get out of the deal, out of the Mm. deal and that they had pulled it off you know uh, yeah originally it was pulled off off indefinitely indefinitely and then all of a sudden hours later they're coming back nope we're doing January 18th which tells me which tells me something like almost like maybe lawyers got involved. You know, yeah. Something, something. I just hope yeah. they, if, and, if and, we see this, they, they, they got to change the name. Yeah. Like <laughs> I said, the people come into his defense. I mean, Dana's not even defending himself. He's saying what he did was yep. what he did was wrong. Like why, if he's not defending himself, like why, why is anybody else doing it? And all these fighters who say, who think it's, thinks it's okay to put your hands on a woman, woman, because she, she put her hands on him first why no you know you never you don't touch a woman you don't you know where i come from you don't touch a woman if she hits you just walk away just walk away and if you're in a relationship i mean i don't care how long you've been married if you've been married 30 40 years like they have or you've been together 30 40 day days if, if stuff is turning physical there's something wrong there like you should never be in a relationship where shit turns physical you know that's all that's already the sign of an unhealthy unhealthy deal going on and i don't want to get into anybody's deals but I did like what Dustin Poirier said Dustin Poirier you know sh- continue to show that he's the absolute classiest fighter in the sports Saying, you know agreeing with everybody saying no you don't put your hands on a woman ever ever so
1: I uh I I've been married what well, I, think, I guess we're coming up on 32 years and uh I'm I'm this, I mean, this has never happened, you know, what, what, what uh, Dane, what happened with Dane and his wife. Uh, I mean, the closest, you know, and there's been times, you know, when we get into arguments and stuff like that. And there's been times, you know, when my wife has gotten mad at me and she might like throw something at me or, yeah. you know, shove me or something like that. And it's like, my first reaction isn't to hit her back. Yeah. My, my first reaction is to probably yell at her and say, like, don't do that, you know, or whatever, or turn around and walk away. You know, like, I mean, that's what you do. I'm sorry but yeah. you know and and she honestly like we're almost the same well actually no you know she's she's in like gotten herself in incredible shape and I shouldn't yeah. even say that but for a long time we were almost the same size yeah. uh, now now I'm a fat blob and she's like a hot hot grandma but um <laughs> I've 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 been in plenty of relations with plenty of women yeah.
2: and it's never I mean, I've never had anything get physical or, or violent, you know, just, you know, silly, stupid, drunk arguments, but I've never, the thought has never been across my mind, to even lay a finger, finger on a woman. And I think like, if, if that thought ever crossed my mind, I would, I don't know how I'd be able to live, live with myself if something happened.
1: No, but I mean, you know, and again, like you said, Danny isn't even defending himself. So these people that are sticking up for him can go right to hell. Um, it it you're right though it has been a bad week uh you know between this and the other thing i cover on podcasts i'm like i need a break yeah yeah i was just like <laughs> yeah and i can't and the power slap thing i can't believe it's
2: is yeah. going on like you well the I next mean, time
1: we speak we might be reviewing one
2: of the shows so. i'm i'm not going to be watching it I yeah haven't. even even so even if it was even if there wasn't all that you know, yeah, you we we talked it, about it. Yeah, we weren't we weren't even even sure. If, even if there wasn't this whole like like it's probably more dangerous than boxing and MMA when you look when you kind of look at it because this is just absolute shots to the head head. Yeah. yeah, they're slaps, but I mean these guys have to wear mouthpiece mouthpieces and and like earplugs to make sure you know to make sure they don't get fucked up you know it's it, it just something about it it's just redundant like how like how how much how fun would it be just to sit there and watch people slap each other it's not like a fight where you know a whole bunch of different things can happen it's just dudes standing there slapping each
1: other yeah yeah it's just ridiculous yeah um all right well if that wasn't enough uh we do have some news and we got a lot of news um i mean a lot of big news um and this first one I didn't even know about it. Um, and in fact, you know, you mentioned cousin Umar is fighting this weekend, but Khabib is stepping away from MMA permanently. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he told his, he, uh,
2: he told all of his guys and everybody like he's, he's leaving coaching, wow. uh, you know, leaving coaching. He's going to focus on his family. He's got two boys and a girl and he just wants to, he just wants to be a family man because ever since he's retired from fighting, all he's been doing is, coaching 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 nonstop, and he's going all over the world with these guys and he's not spending any time at home and he just wants to go home and be a family man now and uh eagle fc his promotion like he's stepping away from from like he's still going to be the uh Fingerhead. owner yeah owner but i don't know how much involved he is going to be anymore he was telling javier mendez uh, you know who who trains all the fighters with him at AKA that, you know, he was being, you know, he felt done and Javier told him just like, Hey, you know, go be with your family. Yeah. So like, he's not going to be in in uh, is Makachev's corner against Volkanovsky. And uh, wow. I really think that's going to be a big deal for uh, a lot yeah, of those, those fighters. Yeah. I yeah. think this is a, I think this is a big deal. I mean, I, he's, I think as Great of a fighter as Habib
1: was, it is. I think he's just every bit as good as a coach, so, which is I mean, rare. Not not a lot of time do yeah. like great, great Hall of Fame athletes yeah. um, become great coaches. But I it mean, it does happen. Yeah, like like every fighter he's in the corner of is just it just does incredible
2: work. Yeah, incredible work, and you know those guys. And I mean, it's not just that they step away from coaching. Like when you step away from coaching, like you're not training with these guys anymore. Yeah. So they're not training with with Habib and getting all of his knowledge and every and all and all that anymore. So I think it's going to be a big deal for a lot of the fighters, like Islam and cousin Umar and all those guys who've been training training with him. You know, and it's going to be sad. It's going to be sad not seeing Habib around anymore anymore because you know he's. Yeah. no matter no matter his politics and what it is i think deep down he's like a good dude but yeah. he's also you know because of where he's from and all that you know he's not
1: necessarily the best dude put it no, no, no no yeah. he we last saw him in on the uh, on the bellator horizon show he was yeah. uh, in the corner of uh, his one of his fighters in the uh can't remember the guys Godzi Rodmanov Rad- or something yeah. um yeah Wow, that was uh wow, that came as a surprise. And uh we'll see. I guess maybe this weekend, you know, when cousin Umar fights, we'll see if there's any difference. Um, yeah. you know, I mean it's kind of early probably, but you know, even just not having him there might be might have an effect, you yeah. know, giving him advice in the corner in between rounds and stuff. So um and then you mentioned uh, you know, like we're talking about a great, great fighter, and um uh, there's some potential UFC two eighty three issues. And uh, this was actually brought to my attention by somebody that isn't even an MMA fan. So this has crossed over into the real world. Uh, What the hell is going on? Okay, so UFC 283
2: is scheduled for uh, the 21st in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Brazil is going through all sorts of issues there. A presidential election they had last year has become... It's turned into what Donald Trump wanted the U.S. US thing to turn That's into. That's how it was described in to me. 2021. Like, knows what he's talking like about. there has been a coup that has yeah. been successfully – successfully happened happening in Brazil, Brazil right now. I don't know. I mean, I don't have anything in front of me and I'm just going based on what I can, I can remember, but their ex-president, uh, Bolsonaro, uh, I think that's how you say his name. Who's who is basically described as the Donald Trump of, of Brazil, you know, far, far right wing, far right wing. Uh, he actually fled the country and all that. And is staying in Jose Aldo's house in Florida, Hiding out there, and apparently Aldo Aldo's in his own kind of uh, shit shit in Brazil. That was basically described like a Brazilian version of what's going on with Brett Favre right now. You know, oh my God. and stealing a bunch of money from the government government. Like I think I think he took a bunch of money. I think Aldo took a bunch of money uh, during COVID time from the government that was kind of earmarked for less unfortunate people which is funny because oh, Aldo no. kind of lives in Florida. He splits time between Florida and Brazil. So, so but uh, yeah, and there's a coup going on and Bolsonaro's wanted back in Brazil. You know, there's talk about extraditing him and there's just all sorts of like protesting and fighting and going on in Brazil and the whole country's kind of in flux and there's talk about it potentially affecting the UFC show, UFC show there because uh, flights in and out of the country are very hard to come from come from right now and just being out in public is not necessarily a safe safe place right now. There. So uh yeah, it's a very kind of so, sketchy... they have a backup plan the, the apex or what? Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. I
1: don't I don't even know I can't even tell you if they're thinking of it to be mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah, because I mean a lot of the fighters are from Brazil, so they're probably there already. So it's probably yeah. like easier to get people in there than to get people out of there, would well, be my guess. Getting the people out of there after they get them in there is gonna be a tough thing too. Yeah. Um now so so Jose's buddy the the is he the former president? He's or the former he... pres. Okay, he's so... the former president. He lost the election, fair and so there. So Joe is trying to get him back in power.
2: He's uh, helping. He's hiding him out okay. in, in the U.S. Gotcha. He's uh, because I think he's wanted for all sorts of like crimes down there, and he's hiding out in the U.S. Oh my U.S. God. and just he, he just you know he happens is, in the. Is,
1: is this guy friends with Vince McMahon or what? He's friends with Donald Trump, so I'm probably sure. Yeah. You know. Um, man. Okay, not not related to UFC two eighty three or necessarily this thing, but a side question that came up in this discussion that we had. Yeah, how big of a name is Jose Aldo in Brazil? Uh, I think he's pretty massive name. That's what I said. That's what I thought. Like when you, and when you say pretty massive, like we're almost like Jordan Serena Williams level, right? <sighs> I, I I can't say for sure. I know
2: that I know that that first that pay per view with Chad Mendes they when they put it on put it on in Brazil it did huge numbers.
1: And yeah, and that so, was on TV,
2: right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think it did like like twenty five million viewers. Or something. Yeah, something like that. He's very he's very popular down there. And would you say that? And there's the other side question. And and you're a good person to ask because you're not from either country. <laughs> would you say that Jose Aldo in Brazil is bigger or um or less uh culturally impactful than George St. Pierre in Canada. Probably say equalish. Okay. See, and I thought I thought Jose would be more just because I think George St. Pierre for a brief period of time was pretty big, but only in sports. Like he yeah. didn't really cross over into mainstream culture yeah. as much as I think Jose Aldo yeah. did in in Brazil. Yeah. Then but again, I don't know. Then again, I'm not sure
2: about out of okay, Brazil,
1: I'll just yeah. Yeah, but you got a pretty good idea, GSB in Canada, because you went to UFC 129, right? Yeah, I've been to plenty of UFC events in Canada. Yeah, he's pretty big there. Yeah, but and and even now, like I mean, he's you know he shows up on TV, people are gonna watch. And but I mean, he's not like he's not like a cultural icon in the sense, like he's not like Wayne Gretzky or something like yeah.
2: that. Yeah, I don't know that um, Aldo is a cultural icon down there. Okay, you know, he's right. not. So mi- more of like he's, a not he's not mentioned in the same breath as like a Pele or you know like. That. Okay.
1: But but every bit as big as Anderson Silva. Yeah, yeah probably so. Yeah. yeah, okay. Just a side question that uh, yeah, my friend who casual MMA fan, more of a wrestling fan was we were talking about. So, um, all right. Next news item is uh, an update on uh, Alderman Sterling and uh, Henry Cejudo. Yeah, Cejudo was doing uh, some commentary at I think it was the LFA show this past
2: weekend. Some show anyway. Anyway, he said uh, he. Uh Suhudo said the fight's happening at UFC two eighty five on March fourth. Okay. Has so it hasn't, hasn't been announced. I don't know that Sterling has confirmed that. They've been going they've been having their little Twitter fun. I know I know based on seeing like Sterling, like his Twitter photos, his Instagram photos, his Instagram stories, he definitely looks like somebody who's in a training camp. Okay. Which if he's in a training camp, March fourth makes
1: all the sense in the world. So and Sohuto's so,
2: back in the testing pool. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's been back in the testing pool for well over six months now. Okay,
1: we probably well talked about it on the show when when he yeah, went yeah.
2: There. For, he's been there for a while. He's been okay. there for a while for a while. I mean, we should be knowing what's going to be headlining those pay per view cards in March here pretty soon.
1: Yeah, pretty soon, winner you... winner takes on uh, Shane O'Malley in July probably. Probably so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dariush had some stuff to say about Dustin Poirier.
2: Yeah, the uh, but Neil Dariush. If you if you read his comments, I don't know how many have, but no, uh, he's definitely angling for a fight with Dustin Poirier. Mm-hmm. He talked about how if Dustin Poirier only wants to fight big names and not these up and coming hungry guys in the division, that Poirier should just retire. Uh, which, oh. is, which I mean, you know, and Poirier respond. Poirier, uh, let me find. I can find the exact quote if you give me just a moment.
1: Surprising, because uh, I guess he's okay being the heel, Darius, because Poirier is such a nice guy. Everybody loves him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Darius is on an eight-fight win streak. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah,
2: the uh Benil Darius said Dustin Poirier should really consider retiring if he doesn't want to fight rising contenders. And Poirier responded, Thanks for the advice, Benny. I'll take it into consideration. Not sure if you're into hot sus or not, but if you are free shipping on me, so you that's. <laughs> 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 <Absolutely. laughs> Semporia, Louisiana, huh? so, uh, yeah. He yeah. said uh Darius said uh he was on submission radio here. You know, I've got his quote. He said, like I wish he'd be a little more clear as to what what it is that doesn't excite him about me. You know, so Darius is definitely angling angling uh, for a fight. He said uh he said, "Is it because I don't have a name? Because it because if it's just because of the name, he he should really consider." And I say this as nicely as possible. I'm not trying to be a dick, but he should really consider retiring. Because if you're going to look for names, if you're only going to look for to fight only guys that will that the name will get you, bro. There's dogs coming. There's dogs. They're young. They're hungry, and they're looking to kill. So hmm. you know, he goes. It's like there's not a whole lot of Michael Chandlers out there left in the division. So. What do you think of that fight? I like it. I like the fight. Yeah. I've thought it made sense, especially if Poirier's goal is to get another title shot. So, uh,
1: yeah,
2: yeah, you know, get and get, you know, if it's Makachev, yeah. If his goal is to get a title shot, that's, that's the fight to make, in my opinion. Going to have to
1: beat him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, two more news items. Um, we'll save the last one you have here on your notes for last, but one you didn't mention, um, and and it, I don't know how much we got to add, but we'll mention it anyways. Um Victoria Lee, the um younger yeah. sister of uh of Christian and Angela Lee from one, and we talked about one earlier. Um she 18 years old, um uh MMA fighter as well. Uh her nickname was The Prodigy. You mentioned that um she uh some people said that she's the was the best fighter in the family.
2: Yeah, um, there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of people that the that thought she was, he was the most talented out of the three Lee, Lee siblings.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm just looking, I'm re- reading an article here on TMZ about it. Uh, not really, uh, any news about how she died. Do you, do you know anything? I have no idea. I know as yeah. much as
2: everybody else does.
1: Yeah. Uh, three and O fighter. Um, and also she has a brother as well. Adrian Lee, who is, is also a, uh, a fighter. And, uh, one interesting thing is I don't know if um uh you knew you knew this or whatever, but I, maybe this is where she got the name. But Angela actually grew up in Victoria, Victoria, BC, um, oh. before before they moved out there. I did so, not know I, that. Yeah, I don't know if uh, yeah this, yeah. There's absolutely no no um no cause of death, which is very odd um, that has been released. But she was also actually scheduled for this card this coming Friday. Um, uh, she was supposed to fight oh, Zebabano. Yeah, she was according know, to uh, Sherdog article well, on Sherdog. I'm looking at. Her. I know this happened.
2: I think like right after Christmas, like yeah, the 26th, and they kept yeah. it. They kept
1: it quiet until yeah. But know, uh, sure. the the uh, article on Sherdog um, says the very last line of the article says uh, she had been scheduled to return from hiatus to face Zebabano at one on Prime Video six on January 14th. Cause of death is unknown as of Sunday night. She survived by her parents, Ken and Jules, two elder siblings, and a younger brother Adrian so oh, yeah it's so just uh, sad it is very sad and uh tragic like I just uh i- you know thoughts and prayers obviously go out to the family and to everyone at one uh who obviously probably knew her and and uh you know very. Sad. I'm looking at a picture of her, and oh my God, it just breaks my heart um I mean, I have daughters that are you know older than that actually, so I can't imagine what that family's going through. Um and then the last one, um, uh Phil Baroni. Um, and this was another one that broke like shortly after we recorded last week, I think, because it feels like it was two weeks ago. Yeah, it was like Tuesday, yeah. Yeah. He uh he was arrested in Mexico for attempt attempted murder or murder? No, murder, yeah. Murder, Homicide, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and his wife? Girlfriend. Girlfriend, okay. And uh I mean it's... I, I, just unreal. Like, what? Yeah. What? Tell tell the story here for those that don't know. So he's, he's been living
2: and living, I guess, in Mexico for a few months, a few months or so. Uh, so a lot of people who have been talking about Peroni have said like he's not all there right now. He wasn't all there mentally, mentally. And Josh Barnett was speculating CTE was starting to kind of was starting to take over. Which, which you know, when Stefan Bonner Talked died, about, yeah. When stefan bonner died like the two things i was worried about was was fighters like that with the steroid issues having young deaths and fighters turning into what now phil barone now phil Baroni's is going through because i fully believe he wasn't he wasn't all there in his head you know you know these people these guys with the cte of especially if it's a massive case they you know you're a walking dementia basically yeah. basically depending on how much it's taken over over you and he he you know the fact that he turned himself into police police i don't know that he fully was aware of what he actually did you know yeah but uh but yeah there's uh he uh his uh, girlfriend uh told her told him that he that she cheated on him and uh he reacted uh violently let's put it to you that way pushed her claimed claimed that he pushed her in the shower and she hit her head and that he put her in the bed and, and went out to get some stuff and came back and she was dead and he immediately, immediately called, called the police mm-hmm. and they've been holding they've been holding them and uh there's some news that came out tonight saying that examinations on the victim's body showed at least 37 injuries to Um, her so which tells me like he did something he he did something brutal to her and i don't know if he realized he even did it you know because 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 the fact that the fact that he came back and found her body and immediately went and got the cops like that tells me like he didn't didn't remember yeah like he didn't remember doing something to her
1: you know what this reminds me of yeah is uh jimmy snooker
2: Yep, well, I've seen a lot of comparisons to
1: it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that just the way you described it, that's exactly what immediately came to my head. And I mean, there's so many guys, you know. And and the more that stuff like this happens, I mean, you know, I'm thinking about like, you know, Mayhem Miller, like, you know, what, you know, how bad did you know with DFCTE, you know, like, um, you know, and and other guys, you know, uh, that um, uh, what's his name, the the guy that everyone compares to the painter, um, the God, I'm driving, drawing a blank here. Uh, you know the guy I'm talking about—the featherweight, um, that UFC cut, big kind of rising star, pothead. Um, the uh, Bob Villa, whatever. Oh, Luis Pena. That's it. Yeah, Bob, like Bob, Bob, Ross. Yeah, Bob, Bob Ross. Bob Ross, violent Bob Ross. Yeah. Um, Bob Villa. Bob Villa. <laughs> Bob Villa.
2: <laughs> I can't believe you he, got it off of that. He made. <laughs> he made the. But I know Bob either because yeah. I used to my dad he would watch those building houses show. That, yeah, yeah. And I was a big fan of home improvement. Well home the funny is like so when Tim I heard Taylor's... him
1: call violent Bob Ross, I had no idea who Bob Ross was. So when you know, and like for me, my references is, is Well Lisa. you said painter. When you I know. said painter when I was <laughs> yeah. there. it's like, are you talking about Bob Ross,
2: Bob Ross? Yes, or... yes. No. Okay, now yeah. yeah,
1: but but I mean guys like that, you know, and there's there's more of them and we hear about them. And even the, the one fighter that um, stabbed his sisters remember um, and uh, and then you know like re- you know realize oh my god he yeah. didn't remember doing it either and he ended up getting out because his yeah. sisters defended him like yeah and and this kind of goes
2: back to the dana situation and yeah and the fighters defending him thinking that it's okay it's okay to hit a woman when she lays her hand on you no Because shit like this is what could be the end result.
1: Because they don't realize, number one, I mean, maybe they're not in their right brain, you know, anyways, but number two, you know, you're, you're drunk, you're doing other things. Number three, you're a professional athlete who is probably like three times as big as the woman you're getting into the altercation with. You know, there's just, oh my God, it's, I hope we don't see any more of this, but I worry that we're going to see a lot more of this. Yeah. Um, Yeah. All right. Fight announcements to end on a positive note. Um, There's a lot of big ones here. A lot of big ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Strickland and
2: Imavov. Uh I won't go. Uh, UFC fight night, February 25th. Like, yes. like a bunch of one of these lists are kind of like prelim fights, but a big one Tatiana Suarez is finally making her return. You know, the, We've been waiting for her to return. She's been talking about it for a couple of years. She's been dealing with back injuries and all sorts of – she's returning. She's returning at flyweight. She's fighting Montana De La Rosa. Big test for De La Rosa there. And Suarez, is she, if she she stays at flyweight and she gets some wins, there's a legit threat to Valentina Shevchenko right
1: there. I I can't believe that the first name you didn't mention was Mike Ballant um well like, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i'll let you do yeah well, that's a battle you. of canadians right there well it is and and his brother plays for the jets and uh he's the guy he's a guy with uh team alpha male right the coach yeah 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 so i'm that's the one i'm looking forward to from this car i didn't even notice tatiana i'm like mike malott's back Maybe yeah. should have put Tatiana at the top of the list there. I know. I just do are right. I just do them in the order of when they get yeah. announced during the week. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 no biggie. And uh March 4th, the show that I might be at. It's got yeah. some fights at UFC of. UFC
2: 285, the uh Jeff Neil Chef Kyot Rakmanov fight has been rescheduled for that for that show. Like I said last week when we talked about Neil pulling out, I had heard it was not gonna be he was not gonna be out very long, and that's kind of why they pulled Rachmanov. Knowing that they'd be able to rebook it real quick, and then Bo Nickel and Jamie Pickett has been rescheduled for that show. Mm. And they're supposed to fight in December, but Nickel was uh, hurt, so so they just rescheduled that fight. Kind for
1: of, them. kind of surprised they didn't put Neil Rockman off as a main event of one of these other cards, but
2: yeah, yeah, they probably have stuff already already scheduled, and we're just trying to fit it on a schedule, fit it on, fit it in somewhere. All right, okay, let me get a drink real quick.
1: And uh, yeah, they, that's uh, Yeah, that's March fourth, UFC two eighty five. We yeah, still don't yeah. have a main event. Still don't have a main event. Well, well I don't think that Sterling
2: and Suhudo is the main event. I'll no, by the way. time
1: by the time we're back again in two weeks, I think we'll have a main event for that show.
2: Yeah, yeah, I could see them announcing it by the pay per view show. Probably uh, as soon as we end this show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, UFC two eighty six London. Uh, a few fights. Uh, Jennifer Maya gets Casey O'Neill. That's that's yep. a big fight there. <coughs> excuse me uh jai herbert against ludovic klein and larone murphy against nathaniel wood so three uk fighters yeah so and then the last one to point out is ufc 287 uh april 8th cynthia calvillo going back down to straw weight to fight loopy
1: goodinias. that's uh that's that's actually notable but cynthia calvi is going to try i i'm i'm trying to picture her as a straw weight and that's interesting because she's always been a flyweight
2: well, she was straw weight for for a while there, but then she had issues
1: making weight. So, yeah, okay. No, I, I I don't I didn't remember that. I um yeah I thought because uh, in my mind she's always been a flyweight, but I guess I was wrong. Um, all right, so that's gonna do it. Uh, for the for the show. Um, Ryan, uh, obviously, don't have anything uh coming up, like back in the Wrestling Observer to plug, but you'll be back on duty uh covering this show on Saturday while everyone else is watching playoff football you'll have it on a second screen uh, I, will sure.
2: I will I luckily luckily uh where are the Packers playing Packers are on vacation, which oh, honestly okay. I'd much rather <laughs> I'd much rather them not make it than than being than being eliminated in the first round, which I thought was gonna happen because uh because me the way I look at it once the playoff starts, everybody's got a clean slate and anything can happen. And then I get my hopes up and I just know that they're going to go play the 49ers in, in San Francisco and lose. So you know, I didn't want that to happen.
1: Um, are, can, can I ask you something? Did yes. you, did you record the call, the football game? Uh, no, I was watching it. I oh. I, trust okay. you,
2: I, I knew TCU is going to get blown out. I mean, blown this out. is a record, right? Yeah. I, I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it was going to be that bad, but I, I didn't yeah. think it was going to be a game. I mean, big, SEC foot <laughs> SEC football is ridiculous is ridiculous. Yeah. That's like pro that's like pro the football. The fourth club.
1: team in the SEC yeah. is probably, you know, like the fifth best team in the country. Yeah. I mean Georgia's um, pro
2: Georgia's probably got thirty-five guys on their team that's gonna go pro, where TCU might have I
1: have ten. Five. Yeah. Ten. Like, 10, yeah. 10, 10, ten. They got 60, 65 yeah. to seven for those that don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean like like it was great that TCU got there, but the Big Twelve is not the Big Twelve of old, old these you know, the SEC It's a super powerhouse. I think if TCU – if Ohio State had pulled off that upset against Georgia, I would have liked TCU's chances, but I was – I I was just like – I was kind of taking the attitude as alumni, the happy-to-be-here kind of attitude. attitude. You always want to believe your team has a chance, but, I mean, Georgia defending national champions, they ran the table last year. They had run the table this year, number one all year. I mean, it's just – yeah.
1: That was. Uh, I hope uh, anybody uh, that was betting on it took the took the over and and uh, gave the points, because uh, yeah, that was a, and uh, yeah. But hey, you know what? Nice moment for uh, for your local team there. Uh, did you go to TCU? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know that. I assumed, but I, I'd never asked you. Yeah, um, I feel
2: bad. Yeah, I feel bad for my best friends. My best friend, my best. Friends, are married, and you know my best friend Nathan his wife Jenna. They took their two two young daughters out there. They all went to the oh. game and spent some time in LA this weekend. I feel bad, I feel bad because we you know we're all alumni, and they you know that they had to be there to witness that. And I saw some pictures. I was just like, "Yeah, this game's out of hand. We're just going to eat popcorn." <laughs> so well, it was like,
1: yeah, it was like what twenty one seven by, you know, a couple minutes into the second quarter, and by that man. that point, you're you're done. Like this is like the uh, eighty eighty six Super Bowl. Um yeah kind of that's the one I always remember that's before you were born, I think or <laughs> right around the time you were born
2: yeah, yeah those would be that would technically be the first super Bowl and I was yeah not. that's
1: the first one I remember, you know, like watching as a fan, I think I was fifteen and yeah the with the uh, super Bowl shuffle and all that, but anyways, we digress um so yeah ryan'll be back covering the uh covering the uh uh u f c for uh wrestling observer i'll be on break i'll be in I'll be on twitter i'll be on uh Facebook so you can check me out see see pictures from disney world and gonna go to a few wrestling shows while i'm down there and uh and uh, take the family with me and uh, yeah it should be a lot of fun and i'll come back with my batteries refreshed and uh ready to cover the uh the pay-per-view the uh from brazil if it happens Uh, so uh for ryan i'm paul and uh ryan why don't you take us home like you always do i hope everybody enjoyed the show have a great
2: week and enjoy the fights this weekend